When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back, Gloria Julius. You're up for your Monday on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. And uh, let's just take a moment again to thank our generous listeners for making Project Down and Dirty Masterpiece presented by Chanes and Dinner Theaters a success. We raised a ton of money, a lot of money. Over 45000 Correct. And that's for uh, will be divided up among Art Buddies, Upstream Arts, Northeast Minneapolis Arts Association, and MCAD's scholarship program. And of can course, people still donate. They can still donate. They can? Yes. Okay. Sorry, yeah. And our matching well, we even donors. even said that. Don't uh, don't look oh, at no, me that's like right. uh, you, you can I'm still asking for the people and yeah. myself. Not everybody reads our damn email. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Also, so. the matching donors got to get this in a blue plate. Uh, Can't can want to land the Graham Smith team of Keller Williams and Chan Essence Dinner Theaters for their matching donations. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. So, how long are the you know the polls, if you will, for I contributing feel like it was money through the week? Through the week? Um, no, not sure. It's that long. All right, we'll I'll through today. To, I'll have to double check. Yeah, I don't know, but it would be nice to know like yeah. what that is in case someone. I'm sure they sent us something on it. Yeah, I know, but you know, 500 emails later. Who can get through it all? Well, I- <laughs> all right. So uh, yesterday, CBS Sunday Morning was cut short because the president came on stage to tell they got this big, big, big bad guy, which is good. Five hundred you know? emails later, who can get it through it all? You don't even open one of them, Lori. Uh, well, I'm just I, laughing you know, so much at you right now. Okay, all right. So, so CBS Sunday Morning yes. was cut short because the president came on to do a press conference about this big Huge ISIS. Guy. The number one guy from ISIS got taken out, which is good and all that. But they cut out like all of CBS Sunday morning. We got like maybe two stories. So Jane Polly and they were doing a story on Prince. Okay. And Jane Polly said, listen, we're going to try and sp- spread these stories throughout. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if the Prince one shows up on this upcoming Sunday because the book, sure. The Beautiful Ones, is coming out tomorrow. Yes. Um, USA Today gives it four out of four stars and said The Beautiful Ones is for everyone. Here's a little audio from GMA. Paisley Park in Minnesota, where Prince lived, where he created so much spectacular music, and where after his death in April of 2016, those working on his memoir made an amazing discovery. Well, there was a sheaf of handwritten lyrics that we found in this beautiful white carpeted bedroom that had the words, everything you think is true, painted on the walls. They had all these cross outs and redos and erasures on them so you could see him working out the ideas to Little Red Corvette. Now, the autobiography, Prince Never Lived to Complete, is in stores. The Beautiful Ones, featuring lyrics and rare photos. Why do you think he wanted to do a memoir? 
I think in part to correct the record. While on a solo tour in Australia, Prince would give Dan Pipenbring a 28-page manuscript, rich with detail about his parents. What were his feelings about his mother? I think he loved her sense of mischief. His mom would often wink at him as if she had secrets. His father was the musician who really made Prince want to try his hand at music. His parents split, reshaped the life of the boy his mother called Skipper. Oh, Skipper. It was really sweet. Yeah, who the uh, who our guy from GMA is talking to is Dan Pipenbring, uh, I think you say his name, and he is the guy who became the co writer that right. was chosen by Prince for mm-hmm. he was going to help him do this memoir. And, and he had an interesting background, like not a lot of experience in memoirs. He was a 29-year-old yep. writer from Brooklyn with a well-placed literary agent at Prince's request. This is from John Bream's story yesterday. He uh, submitted a short essay about his relationship to Prince music and three samples of his writing that got published in the Paris Review and he'd been a Prince fan since college, but had only seen them a couple times. And he was one of two finalists. And he thought he flunked the in-person interview at Paisley Park because Prince told the uh, Dan he probably wasn't right for the job because he hadn't experienced racism. But a casual remark that Dan made about the music and book industry captured Prince's yep. attention. And over three months... Dan spent 10 to 15 hours a day with Prince, attended two solo piano concerts in Australia and a cameo performance in New York City when the book deal was announced. And Prince even phoned Dan two days after the plane that he was in made the the emergency landing in uh, Moline two days before he died, that he was all right, despite what the press might have you believe. And then four days later, he was dead and Dan was left to bring up you know, because Prince had written, I don't know how 28 many pages. I think I had. Yeah, it wasn't very many. Not yeah. not very many. No, I Let's think it's mentioned in the second time. Yep. Here we go. He had this very raw memory of his mother calling his father and begging his father to stay together. That gave him such a kind of early and full view of heartache that he said that he could write breakup songs that would make the flowers die. As he notes in the memoir, Prince wouldn't just sing along to the funk hits of his youth. He'd write down their lyrics. He loved Shaka Khan and Rufus. I think he was listening to them all the time. He went on to write a song, I Feel For You, which she covered most famously. I think we're just now getting to hear for the first time in his original demo for I Feel For You. That's right, the estate's just released it and it's beautiful. Like the museum that Paisley Park's become, Prince's posthumous memoir finds ways to shed new light on the life and the music of his royal badness. The one that sticks out most that he demanded I write down is music is healing. And that to him was one of the fundamental messages of this book, that music is healing. Do you think music healed him? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, 100% is music healing. Yeah, and to round out the book, so not only was he had access to all these handwritten, I guess Prince saved everything. Yes. But he also sourced old interviews with Prince from magazines, MTV, newspapers, of course, John Bream, uh, interviews that were published in the Star Tribune. And he uh, needed to because... Well, there he were 40 pages. Right. Prince had written oh, okay. 40, 40 pages. And what's interesting, too, is that Dan 
Pippenbring, who's the author of this yes. memoir, is it was a daunting task for him to be working on the beautiful ones because the same time he was simultaneously writing another book called Chaos, Charles <gasps> Manson, the CIA, and the Secret History of the 60s based on 20 years of research by co-author Tom O'Neill. And that book came out in July. And we had and Tom, Tom O'Neill on, on the show. show. Yes. yes. Wow. So he <laughs> was doing both books at, at, at the same at time. At the same time. Wow. And what a different... It's getting rave reviews yes. because I guess the way the the book is sorted, it gives re- people an intimate look at prints in different stages of life um, with pictures and different captions and saying and maybe notes from prints. But one of the things, um, uh, it's sort of a coming of age story, but the people who have read the book are just in love with it and Prince told his collaborator Dan that there would be bombshells that he would be revealing right but unfortunately he passed he passed away mm-hmm. and we don't know what there are one little tiny bombshell okay, and I don't think it's a bombshell oh, the Doesn't one I sent you me at all Prince was not a fan of Katy Perry or Ed Sheeran he in one of his notes that they found he said um we need to tell them, meaning the radio stations, that they keep trying to ram Katy Perry and Ed Sheeran down our throats, and we don't like it no matter how many times they Ooh. play it. Wow. <laughs> that would hurt if Ooh. you were Katy Perry or yeah. Ed Sheeran. Because I'm sh- that would hurt. So there's one little uh, yeah. gossipy thing. But um, anyway, um, the sheer quantity of paper, I guess, that Dan had access to, he said it was... One room you'd find stuff from 1969, and with an arm's reach, it would be something from 2002. And Just John, going through everything. Yeah. And, and John Bream, uh, he's, he, he just, like Prince's memoir, cannot be pigeonholed. It's just really different and, and, and really good. And of course, anything, uh, you know, Prince related, you know, we got to cover it. Duh. 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 But anyway, I, 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 uh, I, I that's going to be, Something to look forward to. Yeah, I think a lot of people enjoy it. Lizzo might be uh, doing, you know, getting a historic thing this week when Billboard comes out because uh, if Truth Hurts is number one again, she goes past Fancy Iggy Azalea and then Good as Hell got remixed with a little Ariana. And good as hell, which is from a couple years ago, yes, it is. could go shooting up with oh, the Ariana. Wow. Ariana. Mm-hmm. And one of the Glee kids told us that Lizzo. Was on the final cut for Glee to play Stop. one of the kids, one of the high school kids. Never knew that. Stop. Who's the guy, guy, guy with the glasses? Oh yeah, he was the guy in the wheelchair, Marty. He, Marty, I, and he was performing on something, and he played yes. Truth Hurts. And backstage after that performance, he's like, "Yeah, Lizzo tr- was one of the final uh, people and didn't get cast on Glee." But look at how our life turned out. Huh. Yeah, it sometimes all out. not sometimes, being cast as good. That's right. So anyway, so that might when they pop, publish the hot new, the hot one hundred, which I don't know whenever that is tomorrow. I think. I think yes. it's tomorrow. It's Tuesday. So Keith Urban turned fifty two yesterday. I know. So Nicole celebrated him, and the bad witch Adina Menzel is going to be in a movie musical adaptation of Cinderella, which I like a lot. You do. I do. Why not? Can we already have a Cinderella? Just yes, made we just with the girl it. from Downton Abbey. Well, they're doing what they do. They are updating it. 
No, we just literally had one two years ago. I saw we it at the Island Movie Theater. Right, but they're updating it to maybe modern times. Oh, okay. Oh, is this like the one where Camilla Cabello, Camilla Cabello is going to be and, uh, and uh, your guy from Pose. Um, who you think oh, Billy Porter. Porter. Billy Porter is going to okay. play Oh, that's the, right. We knew about this. The fairy so, godmother. All right. So she was cast. Adina is going to be the evil stepmother, yeah. and I can see it. Oh, remember how she made people wait oh, in the totally. freezing cold to see oh, Frozen totally. for the Olympics? Well, I'm glad or not Adele the Olympics, the Super Bowl. Oh, Lori, you're so funny. I'm glad Adele Dazeem's getting work. I'm glad Adele Dazeem <laughs> is getting work too. All right, listen, we'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Holly, let's let's do it. Yes, back in the studio. Uh-huh. Thank you to everyone who listened, who donated to Project Down and Dirty Masterpiece. $45,000. That's raised. incredible. Incredible over the course of three days. And you you did it. You did it. Let's talk about Robert Evans, mega producer, Hollywood mega producer, passed away on Saturday at the age of 89. Now, if you don't know Robert Evans, you definitely know his movies, The Godfathers, Parts 1 and 2, Rosemary's Baby, Chinatown. He was the man responsible from bringing Paramount Pictures back from the brink in the late 60s, completely turning it around. At 36 with no experience. Yeah, at 36 with no studio Mm -hmm. boss experience, he went in and he turned around Paramount from the bottom all the way to the top. Chinatown, that's another movie that was a Robert Evans-produced film. So, truly a legend in the movie industry. Now, we don't know how he passed away, but he did pass away on Saturday. And his ex-wife... Ali McGraw, Mm -hmm. the actress, made the statement, our son Joshua and I will miss Bob tremendously, and we are so very proud of his enormous contribution to the film industry, and he will be remembered as a giant. I'm going to, maybe maybe we'll do Vintage Scandal, because he does have a very, there's something scandalous in his past. Uh, It's too soon, of course, but I mean, (laughs) I saw a little bit of it on Twitter, Uh and I thought, well, maybe, you know, it might be that the Cotton Club, I mean, he and Francis Ford Coppola famously did not get along, Mm -hmm. and didn't didn't, uh, Robert Evans make uh, Coppola add another half hour or something to the original Godfather to give it some warmth? That very well could be the case, because when you think about The Godfather, it is a dark, gothic film. And so adding that human element to it, that very well could be the case. Now, something that if you are interested in learning more about Robert Evans, watch the movie The Kid Stays in the Picture. Based Mm -hmm. on his memoir, the same name. Based Mm -hmm. on his memoir. It's a fun, fascinating documentary. It was released in the early 2000s. Did you ever meet him? I did not meet him. He would have been a cool cat to me. I don't know if you would have wanted to end up on his casting couch. No. Hell no. But I Mm -hmm. did walk by his office on the Paramount lot. Because he always had a permanent office. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. This there that said Robert. I mean, very old school. Yeah. And I'm surprised it didn't see him in the cafeteria because those guys kind of go in and out mm-hmm. every once in a while. But mm-hmm. did not meet Robert Evans. But he did have a renaissance of sorts after the kids' days and the picture came out. He had a cartoon series on yes. Comedy Central where Slash, his real life neighbor, was a co-star. Sorry, of that that's cartoon. right. Wow. And then in bed with Robert Evans, he had this serious yes, he did. satellite radio show. He copied uh, Joan Rivers because remember she. she did the end bed her, mm-hmm. her bed show yeah mm-hmm. uh, also just want to note that he did produce such movies as the odd couple true grit the italian job love story harold and maude lady sings the blues so he, yeah apparently his claim to fame at paramount he never not one movie ever lost a penny yeah that's a big claim to fame <laughs> For Hollywood, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's huge claim to fame. Yeah. Interesting. The Cotton Club just had a director's cut, or I want some kind of director's cut or something at the Uptown a couple weeks ago. That's so, the movie that has the scandal with the execution that yes. they say that Robert Evans, his fingerprints were on it, but they couldn't prove it. Mm-hmm. Like that, some kind of a hit. I don't know. This movie took forever. That was a. That was not a good movie, though. Right. That was made long after he was out at Paramount. Right? Yeah, that was made in the mid-80s. But a lot of drama surrounding mm-hmm. the Cotton Club. Good vintage scandal okay. fodder. Uh, moving on from that story, Louis C.K., his website is active again and announced that he is on the road and doing a comeback tour of sorts. He said he's going to be sharing jokes, stories, observations, lies, non-lies, and being generally ridiculous for the benefit of a laughing audience. So he has listed That's what some comedians do. Yeah, I love you, that Louis. they wrote in for the benefit for a laughing audience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, listen. He's uh, doing some dates here in the United States. He's also going to Italy, Israel, and Slovakia. Yeah. I believe that Louis C.K. is in a relationship with a woman from France. I right wish now. he would make fun of the fact that he thought it was perfectly okay to expose himself. I hate that he makes fun of the fact that women didn't like that. I wish he would make yeah, it funny. No his twisted, like yeah. he would get real that way with his right. comedy instead of making fun of people who were offended that he exposed himself. That mm-hmm. was the part of his comeback uh, comedy that people weren't connecting yes, with. Yes, exactly. It's like, okay, if you're going to talk about what happened, then mm-hmm. get raw with your comedy. Yeah, so we'll see if Louis C.K., well, because he was in the Twin Cities earlier this year workshopping some of this comedy mm-hmm. tour, and I, I didn't go to it. I didn't speak to anyone who saw Louis C.K. at Acme earlier this year, but you're right, Lori. Like, well, hopefully he has workshops these anecdotes if he's going to go there if he's going to go comedy. there but that was one of the things that people were just like really afterwards on social media they're like oh man mm-hmm. yeah so there you go louis ck uh what do you think of john legend and kelly clarkson updating baby it's cold outside i'm why not yes i'm here for I that love okay it. i, I love, love every change i t- i love is that the music. song that some people get mad at the lyrics yes baby it's cold outside 
Yes. I and really can't stay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not that lyric. Yeah. So they're updating that song lyrically. Well, make dinner. Oh, they are lyrically. Yeah. For okay. lyrically. Yes. Not only are they covering it, but they're updating the song. Maybe it's cold outside. Has an ex- is doesn't exactly have 2019 friendly lyrics in it. So right. John Legend and that Kelly came Cl- up last year. Mm-hmm. That's right. And John mm-hmm. Legend and Kelly Clarkson, they're working on an updated version of the song that is more friendly to our contemporary ears. There's a line in the song that says, "Say what's in this drink." Oh, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's going to be updated. That version of "Baby It's Cold Outside" is going to be on a legendary Christmas, which is due out soon. Because let's face it, we're Let, rounding the corner to and the that's that's how well season. John Legend did with his uh, Christmas album that he put out. Yeah, remember? right. I mean, that does consistently I well for people. Thing. Christmas I is it? People sing it. <laughs> they do sing it. People buy it. Yes, and they also watch it. As in Disney is doing another version of a Christmas Carol. Get ready for this. It's going to be called Marley, and it will be told from the perspective of Jacob Marley, the deceased business partner of Ebenezer Scrooge. Now, why? Why? Oh, I thought right. it was going to be from the dog Marley and Me. Oh my oh, word! Oh no, I, I, I was hoping someone better. No, that I, I don't. That is not my cup. That of might tea. be based on a new book of the same name. I'm thinking because there's a book that just came out called Marley. Uh, so maybe that's. Oh, the... we've had enough of those. Okay. I don't think so. Oh, it's not. I think okay. that Bill Condon wrote the script, and this is all ready to go and bill condon was the director of chicago he co-wrote the greatest showman so he definitely has a pedigree in the world of directing musicals i think this is going to be a musical so it's just going to be scrooge the musical yeah basically scrooge right. the musical well, no, i'm in for that one okay so music sells yeah. you yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Music yeah. heals hearts. We just learned that from Prince. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this music is going to heal hearts, but I think I want to say I might be speaking out of school. But a Christmas Carol is in the public domain, which is why everybody does it all the time because it's it. free. It's free. It's free. And someone talked Prince. One of the things we learned in the beautiful ones, he on his debut album, he wanted to have "Send in the Clowns" be on it. Oh. Because that's his favorite song. Well, One of those- I don't know, but it was a song he had an attachment to, but somebody talked him out of it. So we learned that in The Beautiful Ones. John Breen Thank gave you. us that sneak Send him the, the clowns. clowns. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I guess the piano version. Probably, only Prince could make it sound good. I think so. But- Let's talk about sex for now. To the people at home or in the crowd. It keeps coming up anyhow. Okay, everybody. Uh, for Project Down and Dirty, the masterpiece. Uh, Thank you. Enter masterpiece. And if you do want to donate, you just have to scroll down. For some reason, they took out the yeah. hit your donate button. But just, under everybody's charity, they're still we're still up and live. And I feel like it was like through tomorrow. Yes. And so thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So if you if you were interested in having a lover by Valentine's Day, you really time is of the essence. How now. many months away is that? What is what we really have to get on it already, Lori? Yes, we did. We go on a total of eighteen dates before meeting a long term partner. Eighteen. Eighteen dates. That's oh, right. So if oh. you do a date per week. <laughs> Really, we should have started our search two weeks ago. Wow. But we're not going to put that pressure on. All but right. if you're looking forward to exchanging a sappy card and yes. going out somewhere, get swiping right and wow. open up I your love DMs. Wow, that, that you're telling us that it's 18 Cuffing <laughs> season is here. It's called cuffing, cuffing. again. Now tell me what yeah. that means again. 
Cuffing is when we like to find someone for the cold months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I would just call it snuggle season. Well, cuffing. cuffing. You're putting them in a handcuff. Yeah. You can't get away. That's right. Men particularly in the winter. want somebody to tuckle up with in the winter. Okay. It makes sense, you know. Uh, you know, you tuckling up, watching good shows, shunning all outdoor activity until... This is the funniest thing ever. I Get know. on it, people. Get on it. Okay, so here's another one. According to a new survey, farmers say they have more sex than any than people with any other job. One in three farmers say they have sex daily. Get on that farmer dating website, Julia. What was oh, that one called? Remember far- that? Oh, yeah. Donnie, do look it up. That. There okay. is a website there for is, dating yes. farmers. They mm-hmm. have sex daily. Really? The top six jobs that report having the most sex are, and I'm going one to six. Number one, farmers. Number two, architects. Why? Because they can always say to somebody, I got to go leave and draw. Well, what is the farmer's excuse? Oh, they're outside. They've got so many opportunities. There's there's there barns, what? there's tractors, there's pole barns, <laughs> there's pole barns. behind this is, big bushes. This is behind behind trees. animals what? have animal husbandry a lot. Yeah, I mean the farmers got they got the lay of the land, so to speak. No pun intended there. Yeah, well, <laughs> Hairdressers are number three, people in advertising are number four, five, lawyers and teachers. The survey, let's see, they didn't, we didn't get a bottom five list, but the last place job. What is it? Is journalists have the least sex, and that's because there's deadlines. Deadlines and and stress. And and stress, and they've been getting squeezed, you know, because, uh, you know, there's less journalists. Okay. The survey also asked people how to, how good they are at getting it on. And farmers, 67% of farmers say they're incredible. I love that wow. proud yeah. group. Yeah, the other groups that say they're good at getting it on, let's see, doctors, architects, the same group who says they have the most construction workers, of course. They can lift everybody. <laughs> so nice. Mm-hmm. Lifting. <laughs> Listen, when you can't get lifted anymore, you really miss it. Okay, and people in advertising. So there you go. So, Donnie, what's the farmer dating website? Very simple. Farmersonly.com. That's right. City folks just don't get it. But maybe that's city folks want to get it. <laughs> it's okay. been around for uh, 14 years. Yeah, it's been a long time. We yeah. talked to the farmer guy uh, at the fair. Jaime out in uh, Hamel or whatever the hell his Jaime name was. Hamel. I, I know who you're talking about. I know. Yeah, at the fair. Yes. No, I know who she's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. what his name is. Hiram. Ha- I don't remember. Hiram <laughs> and Hansel <laughs> and Jaime. Or Herbal. Uh, who was the name of our farmer? Um Oh, Mr. Heigl, but I think it was his name was like Herbert Heigl or something like that. Very German sounding name. Okay, farmers right. like to get it on. Farmers like to get it on. And I was going to tell you some Halloween sex positions because, you know, there might be s- Halloween is like an easy time to at least make out with somebody, if nothing else. People have masks on. I mean, you know, people have masks on. People have very little clothes on. Uh, you know, some people. It's just Halloween is a good. You've told making us this out. absolutely That's right. every year we've been on the air, Julia, because I know oh. it to be true. It's a good reminder. It is a good reminder. Yeah. Donnie posted some pop culture Halloween moments. If you were looking for a costume idea, mm-hmm. but I wanted to give you what the d- describe the Halloween witch. 
Should you find yourself wanting a new sex position? Oh, this no. is a sex position, the Hall- the Halloween witch. <laughs> As I'm trying to figure out what the sitting witch is, it's pretty much a reverse cowgirl, but with a twist. And the twist is you never fully sit. You know, a witch rides a broomstick. Okay. Remember the we and you're kind. Of, I'm just not. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not paying any attention to you at all. It is just Monday. This is scaring me. And then the partner's legs oh. can come up, and then you're oh, like, look at, "Oh gosh, let's go back to dating a farmer." Okay, I won't. Do I can't that believe you don't have a theory. I hope you have a theory why farmers have the most sex. I, I just it, gave it to you. I mean. First of all, they've got great mid-morning and mid-afternoon lovemaking <laughs> opportunities because they're done. Now they can, get up early, and they might be in for breakfast. I think it's at, like, because they're out work outside oh, in, the in the fresh air. The fresh air. But they do have you've got you don't have to be traditional times, so to speak. Okay, so, so they have, have afternoon far- delight. You have, so you have to work farmer hours to be the partner or be able to. I've got to go draw something right now. Be an average. I've got a meeting. Be in sales. You know, you make up reasons to go screw in the afternoon or mid morning if you have to, okay. and if you have that kind of a job. I mean, who hasn't left work to go do that? I'm drinking. I know. Well, I'm just trying to think of. Um, I am let's too. see. Well, Donnie, I have is you. I have yes. Donnie is too. Donnie is too. Yeah. But I mean, this yep. job, we have to be here during certain right. Hours, but I'm just so. saying that, like yes. that. That to me is so conducive to the, you know, the Quickie. the like yeah, fun. the screwing yeah. that's happening. Right. Okay. I have the step by step instructions for the Halloween please, witch. I could, please, but can you? Speak. Say what they are? Yeah. Well, you stop me if I'm going too far. Uh, you are. Uh, you are right there. All right, <laughs> yeah. you are. I can't hear okay. them from you. All yeah. Right. I can't either. You can email it to Lori. I will. All right. Um, do you think this is a do or a don't? Oh. Chore play. Um, like bending over and loading dishes in the dishwasher in a cute apron or um, watching your husband nakedly vacuum or... No, chore play is when you... You... Give someone you, handy you tasks. You offer sexual favors to your partner in exchange for them doing something handy. Yes, around the house. Oh, oh my yes. gosh, I'm all in for this. Are you all in? Oh. Good punch. Oh, <laughs> if there's a handyman out there, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's like so sexy when men do something for you, work, yes, or women, whatever, or whatever, whatever it is. Oh. How happy am I when you can leave your house and you someone's know who's working really on good it? at chore play? Who? Casey. Well, Casey's good at everything. No, but so I no, feel this is what he does. If I do like uh, I remember this uh, spring, I did not want to have to clean or do the manual labor of opening our three season porch. Right. I so made the mistake of letting math. Casey know that that I didn't want to do it. So what does he do? He goes for the chore play, and he said, I'll do it all, but this is what you're going to have to do. And it was like five different things. He's a real tough negotiator with his chore play. Yeah. Mm. But But how happy were you that you didn't have to do those things? I felt like it was a, I I don't have any problem with chore play. I think that's a good negotiating tool. I mean, if if both of you go along with it. To me, it seems like it's kind of like it might be a good way 
of getting your having things done your the honey way. Do list. The honey do list yeah. or maybe yeah, whatever Love it is. It. Absolutely. Okay, good. So you Hands think it's, I think it's a winner. Okay, very good. Well, with on that note, try the sitting witch tonight okay. or this week. <laughs> Try and pick up a farmer, or at least get registered, and don't forget, you got to get going, and we're in the cuffing season. Hey, only 16 you, weeks left? Is there only 16, or there's still 18? A little less than that, actually. That's right. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Good Lord. Listen, we'll be right back with the rest of the headlines. Rather be tied up with cars and my strings, write my own checks like I write what a spring wedding Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Oh my gosh, Seven Rings, this song was in the one of the episodes of Nancy Drew. It just added so much to the show. I'm sure. It really did. That's, that song shows up in a lot of places. Does it? This Seven Rings. Oh, it kind it of does the way it segues into that sound of mm-hmm. music song. And it's just very... It goes good with, I guess, the high school so show Nancy, yes. CW. Nancy Drew guy got the full season order, so 22 episodes. That's yes. nice. Do I think I'm going to... So good. You're do you like love that it. better than Batwoman? Well, um, maybe it... Yeah, I, I really like Batwoman, but I, I like it better than um, Batwoman, only in that I absolutely love Nancy Drew books. Yeah, I know. I love that Nancy Drew is 19. She's in Neptune Bay. Ned Nickerson there. It's all completely modernized. It's, it, all of the so characters, it's all of your memories, but See, I don't remember any of it. Oh, I read all those books. But there's just really good music in it. And Scott... Um, Foley. No, not Scott Foley. Oh, he's really cute. Scott Speedman. Mm. Scott. Look, Scott look at, yeah, Scott Wolf. Oh, Scott oh yeah. Wolf. Her dad. Please, her dad. Yeah, that's why I meant Party of Five. Yeah, yeah Party of Five. But I called him the wrong mm-hmm. name. Yeah. He's okay. hot. He's really hot. And then on, uh, I didn't get a chance, even though I did, like yesterday, it was really a TV watcher. Um, but I was doing projects, so it doesn't ever feel like you're wasting time. Oh, no. Because I was exactly. in motion. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I didn't get a chance because three episodes of Dynasty have come back on the CW. I and need to watch that. I got to take that. Last year, you know, uh, Nicolette uh, Sheridan left, left the show as yes. playing um, Alexis Carrington to take care of her dying mom, yes. who's got cancer. Yeah. And <laughs> no, but she did. But I know, but I'm looking at you, look at her dying her mother, dying mom, Julia. I remember. I yes. mean, just like that. And yeah. then the, the creators of Dynasty were very, and like the guy who created one of the creators of Nancy Drew did um, the OC, Josh Schwartz. Mm-hmm. And oh, yes. I think he also was involved in Rain, which was R E I G N, another one on the C W. Honestly, I should be a spokesperson for that. <laughs> I, really I love I, the I show can't so believe much. They haven't endorsed us. I can't you either. really are a CW fan. Supernatural, all, all the way back. I go way back you do. to the CW when oh. it was WB. And remember, isn't that where um, Gossip Girls was? Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, we love that show. Yes. Come on, we go back to Jack and Bobby. Come Jack on. and Bobby oh, yeah, on the C. That's yeah. right. <laughs> they just have had that kind of program. So anyway, so Nicola Sheridan leaves Dynasty to take care of her dying mom. Okay. Not because she's a biatch and they don't like her. And at the... <laughs> wants to make sure we all know that. Her last episode was her um, the crazy son of hers who's come back from wherever who's mad that his mom abandoned him all those years ago pushes her fire in the fire her face in the fireplace when she wakes up in the hospital and they finally take the band-aids off it's um 
Elizabeth Gilly, who plays her daughter on Dynasty, is playing her mom. And both Elizabeth is looking at her mom and going, why'd you get a facelift to look like me? And Alexis is like, you look like me when I was young, and now I just look like I'm young again. But it's the same. It was, like, brilliant. Okay, but they... They decided that was too much work for the one actor? Maybe too much, and it was just so disconcerting. And mm-hmm. she said she was going to go and at the end of the last season. She was going to, like... Her still- daughter was so mad. She said, Mother, you have to fix your face. So a new <laughs> actress is coming back. Oh, perfect. What a perfect thing. Mother, go fix your face. It is... Um, uh, she is best known as the fiancé, Lindsay Lohan. Lowen's characters had to keep away from Dennis Quaid in the remake of The Parent Trap. Oh, yes, I know exactly Elaine who she is. Elaine Hendricks. I know exactly who she is. She also played a boozy body over the hill uh, rocker chick against Dennis Leary in Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that show was. exactly who he is. Yeah, so she's mm-hmm. going to play. She is going to play the new Alexis. I love it. She's back in Atlanta. I we don't know it, when Lori. we're going to see her or anything, but. Uh, uh, yeah, she's coming back. But yeah. really, Nicola Sheridan was everything. Man, she looks good in clothes. She is just like so fun to dress. I love when you say that. I do. Oh, she sure. looks good in clothes. You know what? Why would they dress Jennifer Lopez in a gold bag for the Governor's Awards last night? Did you look at that? Yeah, that I didn't. Was a bad look. That was chic. Po- she, she looked like a big lemon. Yeah. That was tra- okay. Oh, I, I'm gonna like lose it right now. No. That was just tragic. It was bad. Lisa Rinna as Jennifer Lopez on Halloween looked better than the real J Lo, and it hurts me to say that. <laughs> okay, so because Donnie posted all of it, it was a wide variety of outfits. Yes, Scarlett Johansson's makeup artist. Hates, hates her. her right now. Hates her. Loves her um, every fourth day. Every, but the eyeliner is real, real hard. Aquafina kind of wore like a, like a, it was kind of cute, you know, kind of a granny, long, roughly. It actually looked, looked kind of cute. Is it that her. granny stuff that's coming back in? Kind of the pleated prairie yes. and the long sleeve, but I don't know, something about her styling. She pulled it off with the belt. Long she looked really cute. Long live the pleated cute. prairie. Yeah, long live the pleated prairie. And then, um, there were some ladies in purple, Regina King, looking like a million did bucks. Did you watch The Watchmen last I night? I did. I don't okay. know what I'm watching. Either do I. Uh, and and I have to just say something. Uh, I have no clue. I don't either. It's kind of like how I don't think any of us stayed with it. I stayed with it the longest. What was that show on FX with... Dan from oh, yeah. Downton Abbey, oh, Legends, yeah. Legends or, Legends or so, yeah, something. something. Like that. I have yeah, no idea what's happening. That. Yeah, but Watchmen, yeah. I hope is going to come to. I like uh, it. I'm so confused. Same, but don't I, you kind of like the I'm journey? Not sure yet. <laughs> okay, you're not sure. I'm not sure. I'm going to stick with that one. You got to give it three. Okay, I'm giving it one more. I, one more. I am going to say though, I was. But three, I, Nancy, I did not wanna... Drew, Julia, you won't want to stop watching. You'll you know be what? Like I all in. We sound like all we do is watch TV these days. Julia, we had watched crap to catch up on. We didn't watch any TV the entire time we were being artists. Not one thing. Can it I was t- kind of lovely, but at the same time, a girl's got to catch up, or a guy's got to catch up. I know. I watched show. a little um, botched. And uh, this woman had a doctor in Tijuana mm-hmm. put breast implants oh, in her butt. Oh, bad idea, bad idea, bad idea. That was idea. interesting. Oh, no. What no. happened to him? And then, you know, the woman who wanted to be a doll, who is a 30J bra size, just teeny Ooh. tiny, one bigger boobs. I just can't Did believe. they say no? 
Yes. Yeah, I think sometimes they, they look for s- extreme people so that they can say no. Right, so that, so that they have integrity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, but I do, integrity. I, I do like that show. It's I fun, got, mindless television. I got a little... I mean, I'm just into like, it. I can't win this. And girl. then E Hollywood True Story is back. There have been like three or four new. I, I've always liked that show. I know. The first one they did was on Kim Kardashian, but that's okay. She's got a good story. Yeah. 